This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, loves. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie Levine, and I'm so excited for today's guest, like literally beyond so excited. I have an incredible woman, mother, friend, my doula. Like, I can't say enough good things about her. I have the incredible Stacey Blackwell. Let me tell you guys a little bit about her before I bring her in. Stacey lives and works in LA. She is married and has three beautiful children. She works as a full-time spectrum doula documentary photographer and meal prep chef. She has her personal dream career where she strives for balance as true Libra at heart who loves a little bit of everything all mixed into one. She's passionate about mental health, empowering ourselves, eating clean, good food, self-care, and community. Her passion for birth work stems from her passion for all things birth and the fascinating differences in every single story and helping families. To Stacy, birth is beautiful, birth is fascinating, and birth is a magical moment to experience. The in-between two worlds, the spiritual and the physical worlds collide. She believes that every birthing person deserves the option to birth in the way they wish. She believes in advocacy. She believes in empowerment. She believes in mental health and reducing the chances of trauma during labor and delivery. She believes in the power of our bodies, in choice, and in supporting loss. She believes in nutrition, supporting us, orienting to our health. And she believes in holding space and in the power of documentation via photography. Her children have taught her how to love and follow her instincts on such a deep level. And her doula work is teaching her how to share this love even more. And can I just say, guys, like that is not even like the ice, like the little type of the tip of the iceberg, if you will, when it comes to Stacy. Like Stacy was my doula. She's become a good friend. She is beyond amazing. I told her I have been dying to get her on my show to talk about my birth, about everything that we went through together as her as my doula. And when I tell you that she truly is all about making sure your birth is as beautiful as possible, but she is just so spiritually involved when it comes to that and how much she set me up for everything I went through. I am just so excited for you guys to hear her. So Stacey, welcome to my show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure and honor. Yes, babe. I'm so happy to have you. Yes. I'm so, so excited. Like, I'm seriously giddy. I've been telling you I've been wanting to have you on for a long while. And I, you know, I just, you know, first off, obviously, I just love you. And, you know, I think that the work that you do and the way you work as a doula is just so incredible. Like, watching you, you know, not just support me, but support other women around me and people I've referred you to. Like, you just have something so special about you and you can just see it's like such a gift within you and and like what you truly were called to before we get into all that can you just tell my listeners like how you kind of got here for those that don't know you and like you know like where you are now sure yeah that would be awesome to share um so my career um as a doula was my second career in my life i started um you know my my work in advertising and sales for 12 years is kind of, um, it came to an end and kind of a fast halt. Um, to my surprise, I was very grateful and very happy about that. 
Um, and I was um, just kind of digging, okay, like what's next? What am I going to do? What is my passion? You know, kind of like, like you said, you know, I, I love a lot of different things and how can I kind of wrap this all into one career and really um, share my gifts and my, my passions with others. Um, so I have been a photographer for almost 15 years now. My husband and I share and run a photography business um, that I used to run on the side to my um, full-time job. And so I decided, um, you know, after this 12 year stint in a um, corporate world to just be my own boss and start, start there. So I started just running the photography business full time and that led me to birth. Um, I had a dear friend who referred me to someone. She knew that it was always a passion of mine and having my own three children and just being fascinated with birth and obsessed with birth. Um, I just decided to go ahead and try it. So um, I was hired to be a birth photographer for a friend of a friend and little did I know what I was getting myself into. Um, I, you know, I, I did the best I could with the knowledge I had, you know, for me, it was showing up just to photograph an event in a sense. Um, little did I know that I was going to be drawn in hardcore. <laughs> um, I, when I arrived at the birth in the middle of the night, you know, I, was, I did my job. I showed up and I started photographing her in her zone. Um, it was a beautiful birth at Graceful Birthing Center in Silver Lake. And um, I just somehow became the doula. Um, there was a doula there. She was awesome. Um, you know, she actually taught me really what a doula was because I didn't really know much about doula work. Um, and so I was able to kind of pick her brain here and there. It was a very long birth. Um, I think we were there for well over 24 hours total um, in person. And that was active labor the whole time. So um, just being able to be at this birth and witness, um, you know, a mother laboring so beautifully and really being able to hold space for her as a birth photographer. Um, I just remember leaving that birth. 24 hours later and calling my husband and just being like, okay, I know, I know now what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go. And, um, this is my passion hundred percent. I'm going to become a doula. Um, you know, and I just started researching. I came home and slept for a few hours, woke up, researched, found a, found a place to take the training. And I was in the training, I think like three weeks later. So, um, it was pretty fascinating and awesome and just eye-opening to kind of fall into this work in the sense of, um, even though I don't really believe that I fell into it, you know, I am a spiritual person. I believe that everything in my past added up to this and it was just this big awakening of, aha, this is it. This is why I had this. This is why this happened. Um, it all just made sense and really um, came together as a whole. So that's how I got started. And then, um, you know, things just took off from there and my practice evolves every week i would say um every client i see is so different and it's so um empowering to watch these women step into their power and to watch these families um, on their journeys to become parents and um it's it's really really i feel like it's not work it's just me doing what i'm supposed to be doing and um i'm forever grateful for everyone i get to work with and you and your birth and your family was amazing and so yeah that's that's the short long story <laughs> yes i love that and i love that you said stace that like 
you know, when you stepped into that birth and you were just there to photograph, like you fell into so much more and you connected spiritually and really realized for yourself, like that, that was your calling. That was your passion. I love that you shared, like mm. you literally, you know, got up after sleeping after that birth and we're like, okay, how do I do this? How do I start? Yeah. Like, that's just so. <laughs> oh, it gives me chills still to this day. It was, it was definitely, um, it was a very empowering, beautiful realization and moment for me. And I'm forever grateful um, that I was able to just kind of figure it out. I mean, it obviously took a lot of time and a lot of effort um, for the years up to that moment of not knowing who I was or why I was doing this other job that was obviously not my passion and how to get out of it. And um, through a lot of trauma and mental health in my own personal life, um, which we can get into that later, I guess, but <laughs> um, that is why I do believe in the work of um, birth and just supporting families and helping them feel safe. And I think it's the biggest thing and empowered and educated because um, the way that we are born and the way that babies are born means so much to our mental health later in life, I feel. And um, also for the, the birthing family to have an ease and a comfort of good energy and happy, good vibes. And, um, you know, that all comes with the work that you do prenatally and to be able to experience such an empowered moment of peace and love and joy and acceptance and perseverance and just all of these beautiful emotions and moments for a family to have that much empowerment in one moment, that's their child's birthday. Like I said, it really does open up this door of, um, a healthy mental mental health setup is um it's just kind of how I see it. So amazing. I love that. And I love the way that you just depicted that. And so, you know, guys, for those that don't know, like, you know, Stacy and I um, you know, connected, you know, when I was pregnant with Arlie and I, you know, was looking for a doula. This was pre, you know, crazy COVID world, pre-pandemic. I was just looking for a doula. I knew I wanted to attempt a VBAC and I knew I need to find someone, which we'll get into, uh, that was, you know, somewhat familiar with that and everything. And I had spoken to different people in my birth community and Stacy's name had been mentioned to me a couple of times. And I was talking to, you know, a few different people and trying to find my fit, like anything else. I always tell people when you're looking for a doula, it's kind of like dating and finding that synergy in relationship. <laughs> and totally. I called, <laughs> called Stacy and, uh, you know, we get on a phone call and we're chatting and I'm like literally spilling my heart and soul to her, my story with Amelia and my traumatic birth and all these things. And I'm like emotional all over again and I'm sharing it all. And not only does she listen, but she's you know, just so non-judgmental. She's taking everything in. She's just listening to everything I'm saying, hanging on to every word. And then after we finished the conversation, I hadn't even met her yet. And I knew that she was going to be my dual. Like just the way we connected, the way we spoke, it was like, oh my gosh, no, this is, this is so divine. And then fast forward, we were both at a comedy show for Dr. Berlin, who's an incredible chiropractor and also um, doula out in the birth community. And he invited us both uh, to his comedy show. And when I was there seeing him and I was talking to him, I told him that I was most likely working with Stacy and this and that, and we had spoken. And he was like, oh, you know, she's here tonight. And I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't know she's here. And apparently he had told her as well. And so then I texted her. <laughs> What's and funny is we had been texting before that. You, you were texting me during the show. Sorry, Dr. Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's right. We were texting during the show, scheduling our first meeting, I think. Um, 
and then yes. <laughs> That's so funny. I totally forgot that because like as you know, baby brain, real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, that's right. And so I ended up meeting Stacy and her amazing husband Mark and Justin was with me and we got to say hello. And it was just so funny because we got to connect and then we realized we had so many people in common, like Amy Paprath and all these amazing people around us that were, of course, you know, friends of friends and everything else. And I was like, oh my gosh, of course, this is divine. Duh, she's going to be my doula. And so, you know, I hired her and, you know, she came over and we started, you know, working together. And then, you know, after like not even like a short while into my prenatal, COVID and the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was so, it was so intense for anyone, obviously, that, you know, was, you know, giving, you know, birth during the time or even now, um, you know, are pregnant and everything, you know, it was like, holy crap, like, what is happening? Like, the world shut down, and then you're pregnant, and you're, like, having all these realizations of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm having the baby during this time, like, oh, my gosh, and then it's, like, and then you don't even, your brain doesn't even go to, like, oh, my gosh, that doula I just hired that I thought was going to be supporting me in person is no longer going to be allowed to be there and all these things and it's just like oh my gosh oh my gosh wait everything that I was planning in my birth just essentially went out the window and nothing to do with like me and my circumstance but literally the world and that was like Mm -hmm. so intense for me to take on especially as someone who as those that know my birth story with Amelia like I was so controlling I did not let go I tried to control everything to the point of my own kind of demise and so you know it, it was like when this happened it was like oh my gosh no not again and Stacy, I was so grateful for you because you were just so like not just like positive but like just real and honest and we're like look I didn't expect this either. I've never been a doula in this kind of thing. Like we will figure this out together. I'm going to rework things. I'm going to figure out how to support you and my other mom. And you did. And you know, it took you a minute to like wrap your head around it like the rest of us. And Mm -hmm. you really pivoted and figured out like, how do I support in the absolute best way possible virtually my clients and make them feel comfortable that they don't feel alone. And so, you know- let's, let's talk about that. Like how, you know, cause for you too, like, you know, you're this doula now who's been experienced out in the world, whether it be home birth or hospital birth, you know, you, you know, or, or birth center, you know, whatever, whatever birth it was, you know, you were doing in-person work and then you were also mm-hmm. to become remote and virtual in a lot of ways and, and everything, especially with my birth. Like, let's just talk about what that was like for you right. as a doula to be thrown into that. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, you know, as most small businesses and big businesses, um, families, you know, I think all of us were just thrown for a massive loop of, you know, how do we balance this? Is it risky? What's risky? What are we being told that's true? Um, You know, being kicked out of the hospital setting, which, you know, I understand in some ways, but also, um, you know, it's, it's, it, there's two sides to every coin. So really trying to figure out how can we advocate for ourselves? How can we advocate for our clients? Um, it was a very, um, I would say bonding time for me and a lot of my colleagues. We really came together. We were on zooms often trying to figure this out. How can we pivot? How can we still support you? Um, you know, our families, how can we show up? How can we, you know, really make the most of the situation? Um, and I'm not going to lie. It was, it was hard. It was really hard. And I would say more so just the feeling of 
knowing that virtual support is great and that's a great way to pivot, but knowing that it's it's not how birth works and um, having to to know that we weren't going to be able to be there to be physical hands-on, to have my hands on you, to massage you, to touch you, to look you in the eye, to hold your hands. Um, it makes me tear up just thinking about it. It's just, it's, it was, it was horrible. It was very, very sad and very hard, but it was where we were. So time to dust our shoes off and just get to work and figure out what to do. Um, I actually took a few courses. Um, there was a doula in the community who um created a, a virtual like how to be how to be a virtual doula um she created a course on it pretty fast um i think it was katherine auger so good job katherine i'm pretty sure that's the course i took um it kind of is all a blur because there was so much going on for all of us um you know i have three children i was now at home and doing homeschool and they weren't at you know they weren't at school plus just the fear of the whole virus on top of everything and how to, how to pivot to have groceries online, you know, the whole family life on top of my work. Um, it was a lot. So I don't remember if it was for sure her, but I'm pretty sure it was Catherine Auger. And um, I took this course and just really started like tapping into my own intuition. Um, that's what I teach my clients. That's what I help my clients do. So I just really started digging in. How can I support them? So, um, you know, the way that I pivoted myself was offering lots of virtual phone calls, Zooms, whatever it is we needed to connect on a deeper level and to help you guys, you know, to help my families process, how am I going to birth in this climate? What does it look like? Um, there was also a big team of doulas who um, were spearheaded and I was um, partially involved in that as much as I could be trying to figure out all of the different hospital policies. We were calling every day, figuring out what were the rules, what were, so that we could give the best information to our clients. Um, so it was a lot of work um, to really sit down and try to evolve my business. Um, but you know, some things that I offered, as you know, Allie, one of the big things that you had given me the idea about was, what about the ambiance? What about the stuff that you bring? What about the candles and the lights and you know, the massage oil and all these things that, make your birth different. Um, and so I, I already have those items and I bring them to my birth. So what I did was created an ambiance kit that I was then giving out to my clients so they could take a little piece of me or a little piece of, you know, their doula with them to help them set up this room and this ambiance. Um, so that was, that was one of, one of the things I did on top of just offering more virtual support, more phone calls, um, and just really helping the partners, the birth partners, tap into what is it like to be a doula. And that was really awesome in some ways, but it was also really hard because my, my instinct is that these, these partners, these dads, these fathers, these mothers, they should not have to be a doula. They should just be a partner. And, um, but you know, that's where we were. That's, that was where the pandemic took us. So I really created, um, I would say a little program of sorts. Um, it was an extra prenatal I offered to all of my clients. And I literally taught the partner how to do what I do. Um, and it was really weird to make, basically make a course, make a graphic, you know, come up with the, the verbal, the verbal cues and the, the instinctual cues and to, to try to teach someone to do what I've, what I've been through training for and what I have education background on. And, 
um, you know, who I am naturally, um, it was really difficult, but also really cool to watch these partners step into that role. So I remember in your case, Ali, um, Justin really took it to heart. I remember the the printout I gave him, he was really um, interested in it and really excited about it and, um, you know, really trying to be as hands-on as he could. So, um, yeah. I know, he was like taking it, notes, right? He was like, yeah. he asked you a bunch of questions when we were like on Zoom and he was taking yeah. notes from like the printout and he had that printout on, you know, the day we were at, you know, the night we were at Cedars, he had it like in his pocket, folded up and like all his notes and everything you had given him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, this is the best I can offer. Here's how to follow her lead. And here's how to touch her and when to touch her and don't talk when she's not talking. And it almost felt condescending in some ways. Um, you know, there was a lot of the emotional sides of like my inner work and my, my pivot as for my business was, you know, wanting these partners to feel like they but also not being condescending because these are some of them were pretty like obvious things, but a lot of partners don't know what the birthing climate looks like. You know, I mean, I know you and Justin had had another, had had a baby before, but a lot of my families in the pandemic and um, those, those few months where we weren't allowed in the hospital, they were first time families. And, you know, even though the dad may know to do this instinctually in normal life during a birth, things kind of shut down sometimes. And especially when you show up at the hospital, things are different. So um, I also did a lot of um, helping my clients who were interested in switching out of the hospital. I did a lot of work with those clients and helping them find the, um, the right tools to decide if home birth was right for them. So I created a master list of um, documentaries and podcasts and um, all sorts of things for them to really dig in um, research and science and midwives to talk to and birthing centers to look at. Um, and really just created this like master document for these families to really feel like they could have all the information at their fingertips to potentially switch to a home or a birthing center birth. Um, and a few of my clients did, and that ended up being what was best for them. And it was beautiful and, you know, just kind of switching my role to help them however that looked. Um, and then during the actual birth, um, I was just virtual, you know, I was available via phone, via text, via FaceTime. I will say you were one of my main clients during that time that we were on FaceTime for like 14 hours straight. That was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. But yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot to pivot, but, um, you know, we all did our best. And I think between teaching the partners and the ambiance kits and the extra phone calls and um, just having that virtual support and then once the babies were born, you know, I would come into the home if the families were okay with it and do some extra love and support on postpartum as well. So that's kind of how I pivoted. Yes, no. And, and look, you got, you know, you were stronger for it. And like you said, now you have like this amazing ambiance kit, you know, for those that maybe still, you know, want to have that virtual experience and you support mothers, whether now it be virtual or in person, now you have that virtual piece to you that you didn't have before, which is amazing. Right. And before we get into all that, I love that you, you know, tapped into and you shared that, you know, for you in the beginning, it was really hard because obviously it's your work, it's your passion. It's a huge piece of you to be able to then say, okay, this is how you're going to try to kind of be like me, like you said, without sen sounding 
condescending when you were like mm -hmm. writing those things up Stace and you were like going through all that in your mind and like really laying out like okay like this is how this is gonna look you know for me right now how was that having to surrender to knowing like at that point in time there was no way you could be with your clients in person Mm -hmm. It was heartbreaking. And every time a baby was born, I would cry after I would just let myself have my feelings. I have an amazing network of other doulas um, and we doula each other. So just having um, another doula to call and lean on, you know, some of my best friends were there and just, you know, I was there for them. They were there for me. We'd be like, man, this feels icky. This doesn't feel right. This sucks. This, this is really hard. And there's nothing we can do about it. Um, so that, you know, just allowing myself to have the feelings and just be upset about it. I mean, you know, I remember when Arlie was born, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's just so hard. You know, it's so, my hands were tied. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be there. And it was, it was frustrating. I think it's a lot like grief. I think I went through every different stage of shock and anger and <laughs> sadness and finally just surrendering and just um you know leaning into okay well this is what it is so but it was it was hard I mean there were some births where I didn't know when the baby was born because a lot of families that I was working with you know and and I totally understand it's not for everyone to be on FaceTime or to be on your phone during birth I actually in, uh, in your case, it worked, um, but I don't actually believe that it's good for a lot of women. I don't think that a lot of women can go there. You know what I mean? I think they need to be internal and they need to not be on a screen. And so there were a, a few births where I had no idea I would support them when their water broke or when their contractions were starting. Um, I would, you know, help, help the dad or, you know, the partner or them through early labor via the phone or text. And then once they moved to the hospital, I didn't get very many updates and that was really hard. Um, and I know with just my other doula colleagues, a lot of us had that experience um, and that's okay. You know, and that's, it did help me grow a lot as a doula and reminded me like, this isn't about me. And I did give them all the tools to go and do this on their own. You know, I, I did the work prenatally for them and with them and they know how to advocate for themselves. They know how to support each other. They know what to do. And I had to just let go and know like, this isn't about me. It's not about my ego coming in and needing to know what's happening all the time. It's just knowing that they're okay. And that if they needed me, they would call me. Um, and there were several times where, like I said, I only heard from them once. And then I would six hours later, oh, the baby was born at 4 a.m. You know, and it was just oh, congratulations. and not, not it's, it, it was hard for me because a lot of my work is creating a connection and really, you know, a lot of the families I work with, we leave feeling like we're friends and we're family and we have, you know, such a strong bond. So to lose out on that connection is really hard for me. Um, but it is what it is. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, those families felt just, just as supported as they could. And I know that I did my best and that's all that matters. So, um, you know, it was, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, thanks for being real about that because like, you know, like you just said, it was hard yeah. and it was, you know, heartbreaking for you and it was heartbreaking for me. I mean, you know, I remember pre COVID pre all the, you know, crap of the world, you know, we've sat down on my couch when we like really connected and, you know, like 
really aligned and I decided, you know, that I wanted to get to know you better before I officially hired you, even though I knew I was going to hire you. And so right. <laughs> we like, <laughs> I'm like, we sat on my couch and you brought like, you know, your amazing birth deck from um, Renegade Mama. And like, you know, mm-hmm. you sat with me and just talked to me about birth and you brought me into like such a peaceful place after like going through so much trauma with my first birth and almost being like terrified to have to birth again but even even though I was so excited to have another baby I was like terrified to go through the process again and you just like sat with me and like calmed me and brought me to such a beautiful place with my thoughts and my feelings and everything and you also helped me like in that moment like release expectations and actually like get real about like what birth could look like for me in a lot of different ways. And we just sat there on the couch and like just chatted so many things out with my own story of Amelia and everything and what I was looking for in support with Arlie and everything else and why it was so important to me to have, you know, the right doula and to, you know, really truly spiritually align, not just align as far as the things that I wanted and all of these things. And I'll never forget when we were sitting there, I think you got a text from your daughter, is that right? Where it was like, she had just gotten her basketball number. Was that right? Oh, oh yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and was, it was right. Number seven, right? Or no, 22. 22. Yes. 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 22. Yes. And so guys, so for those cool. that, it was so cool. And for those that don't like know, most people that know me know that that number really means a lot to me and it has to do with my grandmother and it's very, very spiritually aligned. And I see two, two, two and two, two, two all the time. And, and so when Stacy said that to me, we were just sitting there casually talking and Stacy didn't know this. I immediately got choked up and emotional. And I just looked at her and I was like, Oh my God, that was like my sign. Like that was my grandmother saying like, Mm -hmm. you're aligned. This is correct. And, and I Mm -hmm. find it no coincidence that, you know, you are also Stacy, just who you are as a beautiful person. Like you are so aligned spiritually and you really do you know, do deeply dive into that side of you in everything you do. And you see that in everything with your work and who you are. And it just, it was just so magical and so aligned. And so, you know, for me having that moment and like sitting with you for those hours and just, you know, becoming friends and becoming my jewel and all these things, Mm -hmm. it was heartbreaking for me when it was like, oh, you can no longer be a person to me. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And you know, there is something a lot of people the reason they hire a doula is, you know, not always just for the prenatal work. It's, it's mostly for the actual birth, you know, I mean, that's, that's what, that's what it's for. And to have that female energy there. Um, I mean, I'm sure male doulas are awesome too. I'm not saying that they're not, but you know, a lot of women tell me this, this is what they want. They want a female presence. This energy and the spiritual guide and whatever it is. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not fair. <laughs> it's hard. And even, you know, even now it's hard when I show up in homes, I'm in a mask and I'm not hugging people. And it's, you know, it's, it's just different. It's really, really, really hard. But yeah. no. And I mean, again, like, I think it's important to be, you know, real about that because I think there's yeah. obviously a lot of moms who are even pregnant now that are listening and you know, are going to have to go through all this. And it's like, just being real, like you said about like your feelings and how you feel about it and, you know, all the things around it. And I feel like you, 
you know, talking about my birth and, and fast forward to, you know, getting closer to having Arlie, when you talked about the fact that you helped other par- families pivot, you know, it, it, let's be honest, for me, it, it was something I considered because I was having a very hard time with grasping. I wasn't going to have you. And not only was I not going to have you, but I was also not going to have Justin because for a while, it, partners were removed from the picture as well. And so it was no longer just, you don't have your dual and support. Right. You don't have anyone and you are birthing alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women did. That's I know. really, really, really crazy to me. <laughs> I know. I know. So oh, crazy. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, and I, and I feel for those women and holy crap, are they beyond warriors? But like, for me, I just knew because of my situation with Amelia, because of everything that I had gone through, I just knew I had to have Justin to not only mm-hmm. go through it with me, but just to like be a part of, you know, my hopeful healing of my second mm-hmm. birth. And I, there was just, I wasn't willing to give that up, you know, it was like, no, I, no, I can't, you know? And so you started, you know, helping me, you know, work through and talk through like, what would it look like if you did a home birth? And what would it look like if you did a birth center after you, you know, had a birth center with a million transferred and had a C-section, mm-hmm. all of these things that it was like, Oh my gosh. And so, you know, I was in, as everyone that knows me or knows the part of the story is that I wanted a VBAC. I was planning mm-hmm. to have a VBAC. You were helping me mentally and as much physically and all emotionally, all the things to prepare for a VBAC. And then it was like, boom, pandemic hit, COVID hit, everything shook up. And it was like, oh my gosh. So now I don't have my doula to help support me, my VBAC. I don't have my husband. And now mm-hmm. like, how the hell am I even going to have my VBAC, and I have to really hand it to you, Stacey, because you were so good every time I would have a meltdown about just checking in with me and being like, it's okay. We're going to navigate this the best way we know how you're going to, you know, you're going to do this and it's going to help you, you know, set you up emotionally. And, you know, these are things you should listen to meditation wise. This is a podcast I want you to listen to and, mm-hmm. you know, the VBAC link and, you know, this is what you should do with this and this is what you should do with that. And, you know, all these different yeah. tools that helped me to navigate every time I would have an emotional breakdown, which was quite often uh, (laughs) during my pregnancy. Um, And, you know, you would say like, journal it out, you know, get your feelings out, you know, talk about it with me, call me, text me, like, just, you know, like, let's talk about this. And, you know, even so where you had me talk to a bunch of different midwives, you had me talk to a bunch of different birthing centers to at least explore the feelings of if I decided not to, go with my doctor at the hospital because I didn't want to be limited from Mm -hmm. having my partner. And, you know, you helped me. And I have to say, like, I really appreciated how non-biased you were and how removed you were, but yet so involved at the same time. Like, I know it sounds so weird to anyone listening, but Stacey was so good about giving me the resources and saying, like, here's the pros and cons, even without a pandemic, without COVID, everything else. And then here it is now, of course, with everything going on, here's the people I would personally talk to and you can explore. And you gave me all these amazing names, like, Mm. um, you know, Beth and um, gosh, I have such a baby brain, but I mean, (laughs) you you gave me so many different incredible people, um, you know, Bliss and, you know, all these different people that, you know, to speak to, um, to, you know, see about potential of working with them, what that would look like, especially late in the game. At that point, I was like past 30 weeks or something. I mean, it was like, Mm -hmm. it was, it was was late. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, and I was so emotional and I was so triggered and you were just so good about being like, okay, so here's these people, talk to these people, here's these resources, talk to these resources, talk to, you know, Mm -hmm. these other, you know, doulas and other people in the birth community just to get their perspective, like just have conversations. And you really opened me up to like having different conversations with different people and getting different perspectives to be able Mm -hmm. to feel informed in my choices and not feel forced. Because I think that, you know, when I first signed up with Dr. Brock, because he was known as the VBAC King and, you know, was incredible and was so good about me wanting to VBAC and took me on and all these things, I felt like amazing. I got to make the decision. I am informed. I can advocate for myself and I can go into this knowing I'm doing all the things to advocate for myself and what I want. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, holy crap, forget your advocacy. Everything goes out the window. And it was like, it shook me, you know, it really shook me. And you were just so good about being like, okay, now that you're done being shook and like we're processing how you're feeling, now let's like go through and figure out how you want to handle this and talk to these people and what do you want to do about this and what do you want to do about that? And so, you know, fast forward, you guys, just a little backstory for everyone listening. Like I literally was on and off the phone with Stacy, like obviously pretty much every other day saying like, oh my gosh, well, maybe I will work with this person and maybe I will move over to a birth center or maybe I actually will do a home birth and what do you think about this? And it was like literally this back and forth, back and forth in my mind and I just couldn't decide. I couldn't lock in and I was still going to my, you know, um, prenatal checkups with Dr. Brock and all the things and I was so torn and I kept just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And Stacey was just so good about being like, it'll come to you. You don't have to decide this minute. I know you feel like you have to decide this minute, but like, I promise you, like, and you just guided me so much, like, spiritually, Stace, that you were just, like, tap into you, tap into your intuition, like, tap in to, like, Mm -hmm. ignore the noise, ignore the world, like, that's all going to be there, but, like, just tap into you, like, what do you want, what feels truly Mm -hmm. right, you know, like, don't think about what could happen, yes, of course, you get another season, you have this, you have that, don't worry about those things. Just worry about right now, like, what does your intuition tell you? And I, as you know, really struggled with what that was and what that looked Mm -hmm. like. And you were just like, so good about helping me not only navigate that and figure out what I wanted to do, but like so much so that like fast forward to 40 and a half, almost 41 weeks where I was like, I think I'm going to stay with the hospital. I feel more comfortable as much as I want the ambience and I want you know, you there and all these things. Like, I, I want to know that, like, if I needed a C-section, God forbid, I was there and everything was fine. And right. you know, I'd done this dance in my head for, you know, weeks on weeks on weeks. And I, and, you know, you met up with me very safely, you know, outside when I was having a full-blown uh, breakdown and panic attack. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Thankfully so, though, you know, I mean, you did the hard work. You had the hard conversations with Dr. Brock and you know, you, you were doing the hard work and then, you know, he wanted to induce you. Right. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to get to was he wanted to induce me. We had had conversations about everything that was, you know, happening in the world and everything. And he was like, look, he goes, I can let you go. Everything's fine. You know, your fluids are fine. Baby's fine. But like, I would like to personally just get this moving for you because the world is so crazy because this is happening. And I was having a very hard time with that because I was like, no, 
from the beginning, we said we were going to let my body do what it needs to do. We are going to, you're going to advocate for my VBAC because that's who you are as a doctor and what your practice is. And you are very supportive of this. This is why I aligned with you. And like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to do that. If there's no medical reasons, if there's no problem, I want to keep going forward and just have the birth, however it plays out, but I want to just keep it the way it's going. And you met up with me and not only did we do Robozo and we had tea and we chatted, you know, safely and everything and masks and the whole nine yard out at the park, you know, you sat with me and you said, look, at the end of the day, this goes back to what we talked about when I became your doula, you are your own advocate. You need to trust your own intuition. Of course, you need to do your research. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you to give you everything and the tools. But at the end of the day, it is your decision. You can fire your doctor. You can fire yeah. your provider. <laughs> you, you gave me so much power in that, not ego, like power in knowing like mm-hmm. you are your own advocate. You are your own everything. And so you need to make the decisions as per you of what, you know, truly makes sense. And you help guide me to be able to decide, you know what? I don't want to do the induction. I want to wait. I want to let my body go into labor. I really, truly believe my body will. And, you know, I, you help me, you know, with guidance of what that looks like and how to navigate it. I mean, so much so that, you know, when it came to that, they wanted to induce me, you know, <laughs> I, I t- tell the story of how I called you and how I, and, and how I, what I, you know, I basically canceled my induction. <laughs> Well, I remember you, you were decided at the park that day. Well, you had, if you were going to go in, but you had an induction scheduled the next morning. And I remember, I think when we met at the park, um, you had just seen an acupuncturist for induction acupuncture, correct? Or you were about to see her. Yeah. You had just seen her. Um, So I remember you had done that. And then, you know, we did some Urbozo work and you were still undecided. And I think by the time you left, um, you were supposed to be there, what, six Eight, six or 8 a.m., something like that? Yeah, something like that. I can't remember the exact time, but sometime early in the morning or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember you went home and I said, have a glass of wine with Justin, you know, enjoy a date night. Just just follow your, your gut. You know, you know what to do and maybe your body will, will start to labor. Um, and I just remember you called me and you're like, okay, I did. Well, you called them to cancel it and say you weren't coming and they didn't even have you on, this, on the schedule, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> which I'm like okay well whatever you know because I think they tried to tell you um you know which who knows if that's true or not you know you never know but they tried to tell you that there wouldn't be another slot for you to come in (laughs) that's right that's right Um, yes they were like if you didn't make that induction time right right yeah 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 no but you were like I did it I'm I'm not going I'm staying home and then you went into labor what like a couple days later Yes. And, and, oh my gosh, I love it. Yes, I did. And I love that you, you know, shared that when I called because I called you because I literally felt like I was a little kid in school who was like getting in trouble for calling out. It was <laughs> You were like, I did it. I did it. I was so proud of you. So Because, you. <laughs> you know, like, like you've been saying a lot, you know, it's never, I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to influence you to try to do it. You know, my my role is not to convince you one way or the other. It's just to help you decide for yourself. Um, and that's, you know, always my practice is what I'm trying to do is not convince you one way or the other. Um, and you, you did it. You just, you made your decision. You followed your gut. You knew what was best. You knew your body could do this and it did. Yes. And so fast forward to, you know, like Stacy said, I went into labor a few days later. Um, 
you know, I was talking to Stacey back and forth because of it, you know, the induction conversation was back on because I was getting close to 42 weeks and it was like, all right, if it doesn't happen in the next few days where we have this conversation again, because I was doing all my non-stress tests and, you know, baby was good and liquids were good and fluids were good and everything was, you know, everything was safe and everything, you know, heartbeat and everything was healthy. And so everything was good as far as medically. But of course, as we all know, those of us that know being in this birth world, everyone is like, when you get close to 42 weeks, it's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like a hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And so Stacy was really good about continuing to remind me, like, your body knows what it's doing. Your baby knows what she's doing. Like, everything is fine. They've done so many tests with you. Like, everything is all good. You let your body do this. Like, if things change, you'll know. But like, right now, just stay in the faith that like, things will happen the way they're meant to happen. And so I was able to continue to try to tap into that listen to the podcasts around, especially around VBACs and, you know, what it looks like to have a vaginal birth after a C-section and all those tools that she gave me. We also did a um, birth story um, recording um, on her end before um, I went into labor, right? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 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 you told me, you were like, we should do this before because this will help you process a million Yeah. And so talk about that. Tell us, tell, tell us why that, what you felt like that was important, especially for me to, to do before I had our Yeah. So sometimes, you know, if, you know, babies aren't, you know, coming on their way, we can be holding on to fear. Um, you know, the physiology of birth is that, you know, we have to really release and let go in order for, you know, things to come um, and to work. So I just felt like, you know, maybe there was a fear element there. You know, you had a very traumatic birth with Amelia. You had, you know, you were at a birth center and you transferred and there was just so many elements to everything happening. You ended up having a C-section and I know that we had processed it together some, but I felt like maybe if you could just talk about it and just share the story in full again with someone that could just listen. Um, You know, sometimes that release of fear, sometimes when we just talk things through, whether it be journaling, talking to a friend or to a doula, whatever it is that, you know, you have to release this out of your body. You can't hold on to it. So my instincts just kind of, you know, I lean into my instincts a lot too, for how to guide or help or support my clients. Um, And I just kind of have this instinctual feeling that maybe you needed to release that story a little bit more. So yeah, we popped on and kind of similar to this, we just talked. Right. And we were able to share your whole story and really dig into not just the story as like a textbook copy of, oh, this is what happened, but really how did it feel? And, um, you know, really digging in deeper to that emotion of fear. And then we talked about, you know, how this next one's going to go and your vision and all that again. Right. And, you know, we really talked through everything. And, you know, also you talked through with me, like, you know, of course, wanting and, you know, really wishing for my VBAC, but also like what the reality of a C-section could look like again, and really trying to like, mm-hmm. help me still advocate for my VBAC and still very much be in the place of, you know, manifesting and visualizing that VBAC happening, but also still keeping me in a reality of like, what could happen and change in case it did. So I wasn't completely distraught if things didn't go the way I truly envisioned them to go. Right. Yeah. And that's always a hard balance. I will say it's, it's really hard to talk about the things that could go wrong. Um, I think in any birth, um, you know, I have 
women birthing at home who don't want to talk about hospital interventions or any of that. And I think that it's a safe space to, to kind of avoid those conversations sometimes. But I also think it's very healing to know and to feel empowered that you know what steps you'll take and you'll, you know what you're, up, what you're up for if things take a turn. Um, I think knowledge is power. And once we settle every idea in our minds, then we can know that there's a plan for plan B, but we always will, you know, obviously try to manifest and really focus most of our energy on plan A. But it is good to at least have a vision or a plan for plan B, because if you don't, then you're so fearful of those things. And then you're sitting in fear still. So um, as much of that fear processing we can do is the best. Yeah. And so speaking to that fear processing, you know, you were really good about continuing to push me between, you know, my journaling, my meditation, my birth story that I did with you of just releasing everything, kind of writing it down and wrapping up in a pretty bow, as you would say, and just putting it aside and saying, okay, this is truly separate of this next birth and this next pregnancy, which I think was really like huge for me. Like, even though I obviously knew it was a totally different baby and different soul and journey and everything, I don't think it really clicked in my mind until you actually personally like separated and said to me, like, we're going to now wrap this whole up with Amelia into a pretty bow and put it to a side. And now you're going to focus on this new journey and what's coming mm-hmm. as a second time mom. I think that was like totally. huge, you know? Yeah, I know. It's important to find some closure, especially in times of trauma. And, you know, you, you went through the grief process again. That's so important to realize that we're continually going through grief processes. Um, grief is not just for the loss of a, a loved one or, you know, an animal or whatever. Grief is in us constantly. We are constantly evolving um, who we are as humans. So to be able to really like set aside and say, okay, that was, that was me then. And that was who I was. That was my story. That was beautiful for so many reasons. It was hard for so many reasons, but yeah, let's wrap it up and put a bow on it and put it over there and let's move forward. Um, not, not necessarily denying the feelings of grief. I'm still tapping into them and honoring them, but really being able to release them fully and let them go. Um, yeah, it's it's such a beautiful process. I I, I fully believe in it. Um, I have a little bit of a past of psychology in me. With um, that was what I what I studied in college, and I I really want to tap more into this in my practice moving forward. Um, you know, processing birth stories. And I think it's also really healing and powerful, not just to speak it, but to hear it later. So you and I did record it, if you recall, and I sent you that recording. I'm curious if you've ever listened to it since. Can I be honest? I haven't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and that's all you needed. That was the level that you needed and that's okay. Um, you know, I have done this with a few other moms. Um, I call it my birth processing, birth processing, essentially. Um, it's extremely important for second time moms, obviously, um, VBACs especially, um, or any kind of trauma related in the first birth. Um, but it's also healing, not necessarily now, but you know, maybe if you wanted to, but if you had maybe listened to it that next day or that night, um, it could have even helped you process even more. Hearing yourself speak about it is really powerful too. Yeah, I'll have to definitely, um, listen back. Maybe, maybe you'll uh, share a part of it or something when we release this so that 
others can um, hear it and we can uh, think of something fun with that. But yeah, it's so true. Like, you yeah. know, it, it, speaking it and then I'm sure re-listening to what you said is just all so cathartic in helping in that healing. And, you know, and you were just so good about helping me, you know, with processing that trauma with Amelia and being able to move forward. And like you said, really releasing that fear. And so, you know, fast forward to when it came to going into labor, you know, we had done these things where it was, you know, my meditation, my journaling, my constant visualizations you have me work on. I did a fear releasing exercise where I literally wrote down all the things I was afraid of leading up to an actual C-section and burned every single one of them. I took mm -hmm. baths afterwards to really like release it and ground and you helped me work through all those things. And then fast forward to going into labor a few days later, um, you know, that night and me, you know, texting you and saying, I think this is it, which, you know, guys, I had been doing that to Stacey for like three weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you, you were having a lot of preterm labor. I mean, you, you were contracting for a while. I was, I was drinking for a while. So it was like, think this is every it. time I'm like, Steve, this is it. Steve, you know, this is what's happening. Steve, I feel like this. And she'd be like, every time, like so calm, cool, collected. Okay, go lay down. Don't go crazy. Drink some water. Go to sleep. Are you sure? Yes, it's okay. It was like, you know. <laughs> um, and then when it finally, you know, uh, came and it was like, I think it was like two or something in the morning or something like that. Um. I texted you and you were like, all right, well, like what's going on? I had just gone through again, as Stacey mentioned, um, another round of um, acupuncture. And then I was also doing acupressure at home. Justin was also doing what Susan had showed me what to do, which was another tool that Stacey had in front of me. She gave me, you know, the connection for um, acupuncture, which helped, you know, can help move things along and do, you know, progress natural labor um, with Susan. And then I also saw um, our friend, Dr. Berlin, um, who did a labor stimulation massage for me, like got in there real deep and tried to move things around. And so I was doing as much as I could, you know, um, physically to help things naturally to try to get things going. And so again, fast forward to the night I went into labor and I texted, you know, Stacey and I still wasn't exactly sure, but I felt like it was. And I was like, but they were kind of going and stopping. Like if you remember states when it was all before it happened, it, that was what was happening. It was like, I would get going and then all of a sudden it would just fall out and stop. And that mm -hmm. was going on for quite a couple of weeks. And you, and that was when you said to me, I kind of wonder if you're holding things. I kind of wonder if like mm -hmm. it's you, not her. And that was, you know, that was really honestly, I mean, you were correct because, it, you know, doing all those fear releasing definitely helped get me that moment. And then that final, um, you know, moment at home, if, if you remember when I was, you know, um, getting ready to get in the tub and I was starting to really feel everything, but it still wasn't fully progressing. And you said to me, why don't you go see Amelia? And why don't you just, you know, just pop your head in and just, you know, just sit there and just, just see her, you know, and, and just, you know, feel mm -hmm. at how it feels to, you know, essentially maybe not be a mom of one anymore. Um, mm -hmm. and, you know, and I remember like when you said to me, I was like, oh, whatever. And then in the moment when I did it and I went in her room and I sat in her chair, I became a blubbering mess immediately. <laughs> and I was just crying, <laughs> crying and just, oh my gosh, you know, Amelia, mm -hmm. I hope I can see, you know, um, the mom I've been to you now that I'm a mom of two and we're going to meet your baby sister now. And I love you. And Oh, it was just emotion after emotion after emotion. I didn't even know I had those emotions. And I was just bawling, crawled up in the fetal position on her, you know, chair, crying. 
and it was just like it was so crazy to me that all that had just like happened you know in that moment and then I crawled into my room got in the tub and I was finally like warm and ready and I got in and you were like all right listen to your meditation do your hypnobirthing put me on so I can hear your breathing and like just just go into your zone and you really mm-hmm. gave me permission in that moment in that in the middle of the night to like really tap into my intuition and really tap into like my own zone and so when I was sitting there in the tub and I was breathing down and you were helping me breathe I remember like literally feeling like I was kind of like crossing in the spiritual way of where I didn't feel like I was in my body anymore even though I was very much present in my body to feel everything that was going on spiritually and mentally and consciously I really felt somewhere else and I was able to really like hone in on like the feelings of what that was with the labor and could feel myself progressing even before I could feel the contraction progressing if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you were like, okay, you know, you're progressing. It's going great. So just keep doing it. And you would check on me every now and again. And I just remember like being so in the zone and then you saying, okay, I mean, you're getting like almost seven minutes apart. Time to like wake up, Justin, and like get going. Yeah. Cause I was timing them for you. I was just sitting there listening and I could hear when you were, you know, having a contraction, I was timing them for you. And all of a sudden I was like, uh, Allie, is Justin awake? um maybe you should wake him up (laughs) right and then and I'm in the tub and I couldn't move and I'm moaning it you know to all ends now because now I'm very present to being back in the room and being in you know very much in my body feeling of course the very much you know pains of, of labor and everything else and the uncomfortable and everything and you were trying to, you know, keep me still zen in the zone and I'm yelling to Justin and he's sleeping and doesn't hear me. <laughs> does not hear me um and so you I called, called him yeah. I called him I was like let, let me call him <laughs> and he picked up and what, what did you say um I think I was like hey Ali's in the bathroom like right in front of you maybe you should go check on her I said Ali's in labor <laughs> he was like oh, oh okay okay <laughs> Right. And so he comes in the room and, and I'm in the tub and he's like, of course, being his typical self, anyone that knows him and sarcasm. And he's like, oh, why does it sound like there's a ghost in here? And I'm like, oh my You weren't very happy about that. No. <laughs> You're like, babe, I'm actually in labor. Stop making jokes. <laughs> right. This is actually happening. I know you don't believe it because I've been telling you for weeks it's happening, but it's really happening. Yeah. Well, because it started actually, you know, slow over the course of those few weeks and especially the last the few days prior. And then you really kind of went from nothing to everything at once. Um, so true. You, know, you were, you were really, you were really close together pretty fast um, and, and really intense. You know, I was about to pop over, but then I think you were like almost ready to go to the hospital. And I'm sure that's where you're going with that part of the story. <laughs> well, yeah. And I was going to say, so you, you did end up coming over because we decided that we, you know, we both knew we had both been safe and I wanted you here to like see me just to kind of have that quick moment of like seeing you knowing I wasn't going to have you at the hospital. And thank God I did because my, my intuition and gut, Arlie is apparently all about this. Um, but <laughs> she's like, chatting like away like she, she's like yes yes that's she right. has a lot to say she remembers 
right? She's like, I remember I was there. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, like it was crazy because I, you know, my intuition and my gut said to have you come just so I could see you and just like feel your presence for those few moments before I left to go to the hospital. And then it wound up that thank God you came because when our friend was supposed to come over, he wasn't answering his phone because it was in the middle of the night. It was like almost three thirty or something at that point. And I couldn't get a hold of anyone. And so thank God you were here because you stayed here with Amelia while she slept while we got mm-hmm. the cedars. Yep, I did. Little sweet girl. I was watching her on the monitor. Well, it was also <laughs> nice, like you said, for me to be able to come and check in and really see you. I was able to give you a few hip squeezes and um, help you honestly pack the car. I remember Justin was still grabbing stuff and packing up and help you kind of get in the car and you started calling, um, you know, labor and delivery to let them know you're on the way. And um, I remember you guys got in the car and Justin was like, okay, where am I going again? (laughs) So I helped, I helped him, you know, put the address in and um, you know, it was the middle of the night. He was tired and he was being so supportive and awesome. Um, So yeah, that was, it was, it was such a beautiful, actually COVID COVID birth for me, just because of the sadness of not being able to really be there, um, but still being able to come to your home and, you know, wear a mask and be safe. But, um, you know, to see you off to the hospital felt really good for me. Um, yeah, no, I was- For you too. Yeah. yeah. I was grateful that we did that because I know it was up in the air. We didn't know what we were going to do. And then in the moment, it just was like intuition said like, yes, no, I, I wanted you there. And mm-hmm. you wanted, you know, to be there for me. And it really was. And so fast forward- Stacy's here at my home. She's with Amelia. We check in, you know, at Cedars and we get me in the room. And I, honestly, guys, I immediately was in kind of like fight or flight mode because it, I was already at like almost, I think they said like six, six and a half. Like I was already in active labor and it was already like, this is happening, which was like so intense for me to like feel everything and be at the hospital. I w- left my home, you know, being with you know, my doula and in, you know, darkness and in my tub and, you know, all the hip squeezes, Mm -hmm. the whole thing to the hospital, bright lights and everyone's, you know, talking and yelling and this whole thing. And Stacy was so good because she was on FaceTime and she was like, all right, now that she's checked, like, can we help get the lights low? And like, can we get a more Zen? And, you know, Justin, you know, got out my ambiance kit that she had packed for me and started putting out my cards and hanging up all my cards for affirmations. And, you know, started just getting everything set up and my oils and snacks and just all the different things. And immediately we started, you know, transforming the room into a much more soft ambiance for myself and got me better, you know, and much more into a zone of, Mm -hmm. okay, this feels like more like me. And then, you know, I continued to progress a little bit and I was really struggling. And I said to Stacey on FaceTime, you know, I, I think I might want and epidural I, I'm struggling and she was like okay so then do it and I just remember like because on my birth you know preferences as you said not planned but on my chart of what I was you know preferring and wanting I had said I didn't want an epidural because I did not like it with Amelia and so I was like very very you know firm on that and when I told mm-hmm. you the moment that I like needed a little bit of help you were like that's okay like if you need mm-hmm. something if you need comfort like it's okay like do what you need to do right at the moment like your intuition knows it doesn't matter what your chart says and that was also very you know helpful and empowering even just remotely to have you be like it's okay like if you want that then do that and mm-hmm. you know I ended up getting a walking right epidural, um instead of a regular epidural which I for me I think was perfect um but that a little prenatally because you you had a lot of fear around 
Yeah. You know, I had a lot of fear around it because of Amelia and everything that had happened. And, you know, I wanted the, I wanted the walking epidural instead of a regular because I didn't want to be stuck in bed. And that was a whole thing because, because of COVID, the anesthesiologist didn't want me to get a walking epidural. And, I, you know, and it was like, I'm not going to walk anywhere. I just don't want to be glued to my bed. And, you know, it was a whole thing back and forth. And Dr. Brock had to fight him <laughs> to get it for me um, and <laughs> make it happen. It was a whole drama itself and I finally got it and I remember just feeling like so much more at ease and I could walk around and <laughs> Arlie is like apparently I'm, yep yep that's right <laughs> <laughs> um and you know it was like oh my gosh okay this is helping you know and then before we knew it they came and checked me and I progressed and I was at like what like an eight and a half or nine and then shortly mm -hmm. after I was at a ten and I was complete and it was like holy crap that went so fast. I remember Justin saying, when we were on FaceTime with you, he was like, wait, she's there? We were there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I am, I'm there. Um, and I think, I, I don't know if you remember, but I remember we talked prenatally about the epidural and you, you kind of had wondered how it would be to not have the physical support of a doula there, you know, because you had that the first time and that helped you, you know, to progress as far as you could with the physical support and you had Justin and he was great. Um, but I remember you saying, you know, maybe I will need an epidural or want an epidural because I don't, I'm not going to have the physical support of a doula. And I felt like that was fair, you know, whatever, once again, whatever you feel like you needed is okay. Um, you know, typically there's a code word and there's a, you know, we try to do more physical support. If you're feeling like you want an epidural when you're trying to have an actual birth and the mom says, you know, I think I want it. I'm not, I'm not always like so fast to say, okay, let's do it. You know, I mean, I am, I, I really feel like we talk about it prenatally with everyone, but I feel like for you, you were like, you know what, I think I'm not need this. And I think in your case, it helped, it helped your labor progress. Um, you needed that time to really re be able to relax and settle in and realize, oh my gosh, I'm having my B back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So true. And I, I agree with you. It really did help me settle in It helped me relax. It helped me you know, have a little of that kind of pain and tightening taken off, I still could feel, which was, I think my biggest fear around it was with Amelia, I couldn't feel shit. And so I was like, no, I cannot go into that like numbness again. I can't do it. I can't experience that again. That was the fear around it. And so once I was able to have the walking and you were also able to kind of like give me the assurance of, hey, look, you're going to be able to decide like how much they give you if you let them know that and be in control of it. And, you know, and so it was just like, okay, once I think I knew that and I was able to like be around it and control it, then, you know, to an extent, then I felt more confident in having it. And that was the best decision for me. You're right. It was walking up a girl was very helpful. It just gave me just enough and wore off enough too for me to feel like I could feel everything when it was time to push. And so fast forward to that, I got to pushing and even though I had completed so fast, so we got there at like what, around like five, I think 5.45, 6 a.m., I was at mm -hmm. active labor. I completed really quick. I think it was around like noon, one o'clock, if I remember correctly. Um, and then it was time to push. And it was like, okay, we're going to do some practice pushes because I hadn't really pushed, pushed per se with Amelia because of where I had wound up with a C-section with her. And so, you know, you were on FaceTime, of course, <laughs> the whole time. And, mm -hmm. and you, you know, you were giving me advice of like, yes, you know, use the bar and squat and, you know, do this and move this and, you know, use the ball and lean over and, you know, giving me all these tips, you know, with the nurses and we all kind of like work together 
as mm -hmm. a team to help me, you know, practice push and, and get ready right. to, you know, have her. And so fast forward, Harley, I cannot believe how talkative you are right now. Um, <laughs> she's like, I love it. Yes, mom. I was there. I was there. Um, this is my birthday story. Right. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, fast forward to all that, you know, let's talk about this kind of last piece of when I was pushing and it was getting to be intense and I spiked a fever. Will you kind of walk us through? Cause I was kind of in a blur at that point. Will you walk us through like kind of how things played out and what was happening that you were watching on your end? Yeah. So I just remember, you know, you guys were so good at keeping me like you had the phone just in so many different places. Um, and I remember, you know, there was a little bit of fever and they were getting you ready to push and you know, I know you didn't really want to push on your back. Um, so yeah, like you said, I was, you know, helping, you know, get ideas for different ways and places to push. Um, and then I'll, I remember, I don't know if you know, I don't even know if we've talked about this or you know this, but at one point I couldn't see anything for a while, but I could hear everything. Um, somehow the camera had like fallen or it had gotten moved and I was like facing like maybe a table or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I think I was trying to tell Justin, I texted and was like, hey, which is fine. You know, I didn't need to see, I could kind of hear everything. Um, but then eventually they found it and they brought it back. But I just remember you, you pushed her out pretty fast. Um, do you remember how long it was exactly? I don't remember exactly how long, but I do remember like, you know, like you said, I was pushing in different ways. We were doing a lot of practicing. The practicing was for quite a couple hours. Um, mm -hmm. and I think it was like two and a half, almost three hours of practicing, if I remember correctly. And then that mm -hmm. was when Dr. Rock came in and was like, okay, well, you've spiked a fever now. Things are, you know, I want to make sure everything's safe. I can no longer kind of let you like labor, TOLAC, you know, child labor, whatever you want to call it. I can no longer kind of let you just sit here. We need to make something happen. And I remember him saying like, okay, you know, she's there and she's down there with, you know, and everything. So like, let's, let's give it a go. And so it was mm -hmm. like, you know, I remember we started to push. And then if I remember correctly, you know, she was still like at like the last station and he was like, all right, I'm not sure, you know, um, you know, why, it, you know, she's kind of like right there, but she's not fully, you know, I guess down or however you would, you know, medically explain that. And mm -hmm. so that's when he had mentioned that we were going to use a vacuum to help mm -hmm. assist to get her out. And right. I remember in that moment having a major like, you know, fear come up and being like, oh my gosh, you know, like, right. I, you know, I don't want to do the vacuum. And also like, what if it doesn't work? And then I wind up in a C-section, like all the fear started rushing mm -hmm. back at me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, I just remember in that moment, like, I remember you saying like, Allie, like, you know, put like some, you know, like music in, or, you know, I forget exactly what you told me to do, but you were basically telling me to like tap back into your body. I think yeah, I, I remember saying you need body. to get back into yourself, you know, get out of your head, tap into your body. And I, I remember feeling even from over the phone, like the shift of energy happened for you. Um, and you were like, okay, I have to do this or I'm going to have surgery. Like you knew at that moment, this was going to happen. Yes. I love that you said you could feel the energy of the shift because like mm -hmm. I felt, I, I mean, I felt it immediately. As soon as you told me to do that and I, you know, put my, you know, earbuds in my ears and I, you know, turned on one of my fear releasing meditation and I shut my eyes and I just really processed what was happening and I pushed there she was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was, it was yep. surreal. I mean, it was, you did it. 
surreal. I, I mean, I know you remember, like, I was bawling and yeah. screaming to you on the phone. You were like, I did it, I did it. <laughs> it was so amazing. We were all so proud of you. Um, it's funny that in that moment also, I, the nurse had picked up the phone to take pictures. So I was there for 14 hours on FaceTime. And for the actual delivery, I didn't see any of it. <laughs> but I was so grateful that she was taking pictures with your phone. It was just such a funny moment. I was so excited in, in that moment with you. And then I couldn't see anything. <laughs> oh, I, um, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I, I, no, you don't have to feel bad. Like I said, it's not, it's not about me. I was so proud of you. But it was also hard because that was part of this COVID, not being able to be there. I, I knew in my heart of hearts that you had done it. And then I heard you cheering, but I didn't see it. So it was so hard because I was just going by what was what was happening, <laughs> what I was hearing. But yeah, you did it. You were like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to have surgery. Not going to. He ended up not using the vacuum, correct? Uh, no, he used it for a minute to get her down. And then he and then he pulled it. And then pulled I it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You did it. You are the back queen. <laughs> you did it. Thank you, love. I, I just remember in that moment, so magical. Being, it was, it was magical. It really was. It was magical and it was so incredible. And even though you weren't there in person, it felt so much like you were there as much as you could have been. Hello, you're on FaceTime for 14 hours. <laughs> it was amazing. And I remember soon after I was like, hello, hello. Um, and we tapped back in. I remember we got to FaceTime and I got to see her and you were crying and I was crying and it was so magical. You were so empowered. It was. It was so magical and it was so empowering. And so that was why I wanted to have you on today. I wanted to, you know, reshare, you know, what we had been through and for other moms and, you know, women who are pregnant right now, like just to know that you can be your own advocate, even in these crazy times and to really tap into your body and in your intuition. And, you know, I mean, I truly believe that we aligned for so many reasons and, you know, you helped me get my V back. Oh, well, you did the hard work. You did all the work. Um, it was such an honor to support you through it. It was so beautiful to watch you fully surrender over and over again. Um, you know, you, you would bring that fear up or it would come up in you and you would tell me and we would work through it together. And you, you did the hard work of surrendering um, time and time again to help yourself evolve into this mother of two and to have your back. You did such an incredible job. I was so proud of you and so happy for you. And Arlie is so beautiful. And I had so much fun coming to see you postpartum and we took some pictures together and oh, it was just such a joy to work with you, Allie. Oh, thank you, my love. Well, I felt the same way and it was so magical. And you know, your support was everything and Justin felt the same and he was like, oh my gosh, like what an amazing you know, alignment and team. I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And, you know, we can't thank you, you know, enough. And before I let you go, cause we have to get back to both of our real mom lives. Um, you know, I just want you to share like anything you'd want to leave us with as far as birth is concerned or anything, you know, feedback, just any gem that you'd want to leave us with. Okay. Um, I would say just, you know, we've talked a lot about tapping into your intuition. I think that's the biggest element is releasing any past traumas and fears, um, whether it be sexual trauma, you know, whether it be a past birth, um, whether it be, you know, child, child abuse or any kind of traumas that you've had in your life. Um, just really doing the hard work and processing that so that you can show up your best at your birth. Um, and then on top of that, just, you know, 
making sure that you know how to tap into your intuition and that you are connecting in some sort of a way with your partner and your baby on a daily basis um, so that you can show up to be the best version of yourself on your child's birthday. And that's really the work that is hard to do, but so important. So um, if you, you know, ever need guidance on that, there's tons of doulas here in Los Angeles and all around the world. And that's, that's our work. Um, you know, every doula obviously does it so differently, but for me and my practice, um, that's a big element for me is um, tapping into each other and the connections that we have and the connections that you have with your child that you're growing. I love that. That's so beautifully said. Stacy. tell us where we can find you, follow you, and if someone wants you for their doula because uh, you are the best of the best, tell us how they can reach you. Sure. Um, I can be found on Modern LA Doula on Instagram. Um, my, my business name is Modern Los Angeles Doula, but all of my handles on Instagram and Facebook are just Modern LA Doula. Um, and then also modernladoula.com. And um, yeah, you can email me, call me, text me. You can find my information pretty easily. You can Google me. Um, Stacey Blackwell, Modern Los Angeles Doula. Amazing. Thank you, my love. Thank you for all the support again with Arlie and my VBAC. And I just truly love you and your heart and everything. And I'm so grateful for our alignment and our friendship and just everything you taught me in my second birth and pregnancy and journey and now being a mom of two. I, I just can't say enough good things about you. I just love you. And I'm getting to Aww. photograph my babes and family with your hubby. Oh yeah, I'm so excited to see those photos. You're you're gonna shoot with him this weekend, right? Or soon? Yeah, the following weekend for the holiday. I'm oh, so I'm so, so amazing. Yeah, we all have so to join. And same goes to you. It was it was amazing working with you, and I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. It's been so fun to relive um, your birth. It's 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 really really a great message for others of empowerment and tapping into that intuition. So yeah, thank you. love that. Thank you so much, love. And guys, if you got anything from this, it's continue to tap into your own tuition, find your own advocacy, be empowered and know that you can do it. Thanks so much, love. Yeah. The next time, guys. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.